Hey everyone, this is Coco Creates. And this is Art of the Cartoon. And we are CNC Buhai, an、mm-hmm. Asian American couple who likes to watch a lot of TV and media、mm-hmm. and talk about it. Filipinos in the house. What, what? So, this is episode 15. Right, 15. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ooh, mystical. It's. Been a minute. It, it has been a minute, right? Not just a minute. It's been a, a couple of months, a couple what, hours. What、years. happened? Well, there's a lot of things going on, as we know.、Mm-hmm. I think、Pandemic's、for a long、going. time we just needed to be on hiatus, and、mm-hmm. the pandemic is still going. and I hope that y'all are staying safe,、um, thinking about each other collectively. Right. But your I, film's done? Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. It's been a minute. Yes. It, it is、has. 2021, isn't it?、Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I did finish my film and doing its thing, and、mm-hmm. on to the next thing. And enough about me. Let's talk about media. <laughs> Got it. How are you doing? Working. Cool. Period. <laughs>、right? That's it. <laughs> so, as you can tell, or as、mm-hmm. you can sense from us, it's been a long time.、Mm-hmm. And. We haven't actually been watching as much TV. That's why we ended up, and media and movies. That's why we haven't been doing any episodes. And honestly, what's been out really? It's okay to not do an episode. Here we are again. We have the capacity, we have the energy.、Mm-hmm. We, have, we have thoughts and words to put together now. Well, we've, we've got a big movie. <laughs> I know, I know. So, since it's been a long time,、mm-hmm. what are some things that you've been watching? Well, actually, Let's recap. When was the last time we saw a film, an actual film in the movie theater? I believe you have to go all the way back pre pandemic or kind of when it just started. It was onward, right? It was onward, y'all. Pixar movie. Did anyone else see it? I don't know. Do you remember the last time? Disney Plus? It, I mean, yeah, it went right to Disney Plus after that. If we were to go back to the theater, we wanted to go watch a film that we wanted to support because we know how important it would be. And, and that was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And yeah, I think the one thing that got us out of our house during the pandemic and double masked up was this movie right here. What have we been watching? There's so much stuff. I don't even want to say crap or anything because it's just like an array of different things. Streaming. YouTube. We, we, we're watching YouTube now.、Um, maybe we are millennials.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, first off, me, myself, and Art of the Cartoon don't actually have a lot of streaming. It's funny, we don't really, ha- we don't really watch Hulu or Amazon or. I mean, we have. Or that any stuff. of the app stuff, like, what's it, Peacock and all that? Or well, whatever, we do、whatever. have them, but we just usually just look at the stuff and then we're like, nah, we're good. Let's go to YouTube. Honestly, too, I, I think just having a better balance of like, doing stuff in real life and trying to make our own art and such that we haven't really been watching things. But the stuff that we did watch, just to recap, I think my latest thing, the latest thing that I've watched was、mm. I binged watched White Lotus. That、Very、was、nice. super interesting that、mm-hmm. I didn't even go to sleep because I was like, this is only six episodes. This is only six That's hours. That's right. I can do it. I fell asleep when you were watching the first episode and then I woke up and you were done. And I was done. Yes, you crazy. Get that. Look at you.、Um, and then with streaming, we've been watching, I've been watching Gamers. Who am I?、Uh, and then we've been watching some of our favorite、um, streamers who do adventures, like、mm-hmm. ordinary adventures. Right. So that's been really cool to watch because it just brings joy. <laughs> exactly. There we go. And lastly, I think we are trying, or maybe we're done, watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I've att- we've attempted to watch. Attempted to watch. It's like a four hour thing. 
Mind you, I'm not really into DC stuff. So I'm just doing it as like for our quality time together. <laughs> watching That's true. I mean, we, we did see The Suicide Squad. Oh, yes. I actually like that. Yeah, that was fun. And I think because we have access to HBO Max, I'm like, yo, we go watch all of yeah, the things. Ahead. We currently have attempted to watch Jack Snyder. Jack's. <laughs> oh, Jack Snyder. <laughs> Obviously, he means so much to me mm-hmm. that I even butchered the name. But enough about Justice League. That's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, we'll, we'll, the masterpiece that is Jack Snyder's Justice League. All right, let's go ahead and get to let's talk let's, about the movie. let's get into the nitty-gritty let's y'all. Get into the movie. so we went to the movies to support shang chi and the legend of the seven oh shit wrong it's <laughs> the legend of the ten rings you, you took away three of them that's okay it's shang chi like, we'll just say shang, we'll just say shang chi <laughs> crap anyway let's talk about this movie what is it about Ooh. so shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is about obviously the the hero his name is Shang-Chi. He is the son of the infamous quote-unquote real Mandarin, who is the leader of the Ten Rings, who that organization has been popping up in Marvel ever since Iron Man way back in 2008. And Shang-Chi, he is trying to escape his father's criminal past, his ties, but obviously his father has other plans and tries to find him. And that's basically what the movie about. It's like kind of a family drama. Mixed in with martial arts and superheroes. You know what? And when you put it that way, that's exactly what it is. Right? Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. We're spoiling the movie. We're spoiling this movie. (laughs) So if you haven't seen Shang-Chi, yeah, I would say go see it. So it was directed by Destin Daniel Creighton. Right. Am I pronouncing that right? I think that's correct. Okay. And they directed, he directed Short Term 12, Mm -hmm. The Glass Castle, Just Mercy. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Yes, I haven't seen any of his films, but you know what? I'm glad to see a person of color, uh, an Asian American. Asian American directing a a movie about Asian Americans. Asian Americans. How about that? Well, how about that concept, people? Finally, got it. 2021. We are getting there, folks. Amazing concept. Okay, we're getting there. So, of course, we had to support it, right? Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about, for me, there were many things I didn't, I didn't know what to expect coming in, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, yeah. What did you, you didn't expect anything. Okay, so I guess we should start out with, like, how I felt about the film overall, right? Yeah. I thought it... I mean, I guess in my mind, it's very hard for me to give a film out of... What do we usually... See, this has been a long time. Do we rate it out of 10 or do we rate it out of 5? I don't remember. Out of 5, but even then, okay. it's, it's, it's like loose anyway, in the air. Anyway, if the highest was like 5, mm-hmm. I would rate it like a 4, only because it's really difficult for me to re- to rate anything a 5. Right. But it, overall, I, if I were to think about it, it was entertaining and that was the, the point of the film. True. So I give it a 4. Mm-hmm. What do you, How about you? Yeah, actually, and I'd, I'd probably rate it a little bit higher than... I'd go four, four and a half. I don't usually get fives either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like doing numerical ratings. But yeah, let's do four and a half. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I thought it was entertaining. I really enjoyed the um, the action scenes and the martial arts. You can really see the influences that uh, the director had from other martial arts and other actually Asian-inspired movies as well. Yeah, and to piggyback your thought on that, I think that was what helped me appreciate the film when as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot oftentimes too, maybe because 
I was being over overly critical because it's an Asian American film. I can't help to like think about previous films because obviously paving the way, right? Right. Of course. To mm-hmm. to where we are at now, certain scenes were totally visually reminiscent of older kung fu movies, Bruce mm-hmm. Lee, the Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Yes. But like even certain right. scenes and like the style of the action scenes definitely uh, were reminiscent of like Jackie Chan films. Yes. And, and I feel like it was it was in a good way. They weren't like reinventing the wheel here, but it no. was also like in 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 honor of that. But it had its own own thing as well. Like it wasn't just straight up a a martial arts film. No, it wasn't. It was definitely a family drama set within a martial arts film, set within the Marvel universe that had superheroes exist, and they mentioned Thanos and the Snap and stuff. And so, really wild that they put all those together. But it was also kind of like fantasy as well. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of fantastic elements, elements. of that mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, we're going there, but that's fine too because I gotta say at the end of the day, all of the things, like with the overall movie, because like when I think Marvel movies, I'm like, oh crap, I know it's gonna be like three hours long, right? And this movie actually was under two hours, right? Yeah, it's about, so about I was two like, hours cool, long. it's like an origin story, it's gonna get to the point. I didn't expect to go a lot out of it going into it mm-hmm. so probably that's why i liked it as a four it was entertaining it made me it, the the pacing of the film just kept going there was like a purpose to all of it right rather than like oh let's put this scene in because x y and z right mm-hmm. so uh it kept me on my toes in that way uh but not to say that i wasn't critical in some in certain aspects as well mm-hmm. but what were your thoughts overall it seemed like you appreciated it 10 times more than i did because you are well, one, I'm a Marvel fan, so I, I, wa- I watch all these movies, and I watch them multiple times, and I know the story, and I know some of the ins and outs. And at the same time, I the, a lot of the influences, like the your Enter the Dragons, your Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons, your um, police stories, your you know hard-boiled, all that type of stuff, um, I really like those movies, and I, I really you can see the care went into... An, it, the care that went into this movie and paying homage to those types of films. And because of that, I felt like even though this was a Marvel movie, it felt different. It totally did feel different, not mm-hmm. because it was like an Asian American character. Right. It felt different because it wasn't like um it's not relying on like that that the audience knows that the audience knows the character like Iron Man or like Captain America or whatever. Because right. it is an origin story, so it has to have a lot more depth to it. Right. Like, it can't just be like an Iron Fist or what. Oh, I said that. But like, it can't be like just like. I mean, this <laughs> this probably is what I, the Iron Fist TV show should have been. Again, I think coming into it, I, didn't, I had like a blank slate in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I wonder if I was somebody who never watched any martial arts film prior right and just took it for what it is and i'm only used to marvel movies would i still have the same appreciation because it was different Mm -hmm. in that way literally as you were saying before straight up family drama and we all know we know the chismis we all know that we have family drama of like father and son like i hear dad's this you know like i I have expectations of you to do be like this and you Mm -hmm. don't want to be and you want to be rebellious i was like this is every asian american family story what up you know what i mean like (laughs) and then the sister's like you left me behind yeah what's up with that so i think i think i love that layer because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like antagonist protagonist straight up like a you know like Captain America movies like it was very evident of like who's the good side and the bad side this was a lot more nuanced where it was good and bad it was like all of the things Shang-Chi's dad 
uh, uh, he was layered, Mandarin. He yeah. was layered. He was the bad guy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But he, he also had love for his family, and it yeah. was just very complicated. Him dealing with grief of his wife passing away, and like he had tendencies of like, I do this all for my family and right. for my loved ones. Yeah. And not for the common good. So it was just like that, that part I liked. Let's go back to the main character though. Who, who played him? Yes. Simu Lu, who I think we would all know from Kim's Convenience. How do you think he did? You know, I think he did a good job. I mean, like, he just seemed like he was a normal dude around the way that I like knew. I was like, yo, you look like you're from the Bay or something, but I know he's not. It seemed a lot more natural than other types of movies I've seen. I, I mean, I, of like characters of that. I'm, yeah, and I think he played the role really well. I'm curious to see how he would interact with, because obviously he's going to be part of Marvel superheroes going forward and part of this universe. So how he interacts with like Captain Marvel or oh really is that how it's gonna or be or Doctor Strange or some other stuff because he's yeah they're definitely gonna he's like definitely gonna interact with them and he has that banter to him right he has that kind of like sarcastic with that all these Marvel characters have yeah I wonder though if people think of him as a hero though does he come off like hero energy. You know what? No. Like <laughs> not, a powerhouse? Not really a powerhouse, no. I just felt like no. he's just like this... He's really good at fighting. Not fighting, but he just has a lot of heart. He I does have give, a heart. That's true. Uh, I want to give that credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has. He now has the Ten Rings, spoiler alert, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which gives him power that his dad used to have. And so, you know, he has all these magical powers with these rings, which we're not exactly sure what's going to happen with that later on. But obviously he's not going to be as powerful as, say, like a Captain Marvel or as a lot of magic like Doctor Strange. But I want to say that it was more it's more obvious for his character to... When I say heart, I'm talking about like his value system. Mm -hmm. Like what he stands for is a lot much more evident or it felt more genuine or am i just saying that because i'm asian american and just to see somebody that's seen like that maybe i think i'm like totally projecting (laughs) it's okay that's totally fine it's fun to see characters that look like us on screen yeah no it does it just seems like 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 i I love it when you're watching it and then you like laugh about it you laugh at scenes because you get it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like when there was a family scene about like eat more and like you go over your friend's house and just Mm -hmm. eat your family's food Mm -hmm. your your friend's family's food you take off your shoes all of that jazz yeah i was like i love that it's just like normalized Mm -hmm. uh well how do we feel about um the main character and with i know i mean some people love her love or hate her but aquafina i i adore aquafina I think she plays a really good quirky friend. She's because I feel like she's just like that. In, and in it, yeah, and then she makes those quippy comments. That's really funny. And I think, see, I think because I grew up in New York City, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it because this is where I'm coming from. But with Aquafina, I know that some people might love or hate her or whatever because maybe, you know, what the, the way she talks and stuff right? like the, that. The but of I'm straight culture. up telling you, I freaking grew up with folks who talk like that. Even mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you grew up in the five boroughs of New York City mm-hmm. and you were born there, you just talk like that because we were closer to hip-hop culture than anything else. Right. And that's who we are. We're not being who we're not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have an affinity with Aquafina because it just feels like that's the homie around the way that you grew up with. Right. You know, like, with that banter, with that snarky-ass whatever sassiness, I was like, shit, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But I can see from another end when people are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, she's acting a particular way. But she's, that's, I'm telling you, it's straight up, like, how we are. Right. Growing from up New in York. the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Like, 
even the banter and just mm-hmm. like the snarky, like oh, I'm gonna drive, I'm gonna drive, you know, yeah. or like mm-hmm. what the f is going on? Like the the timing of it mm-hmm. is definitely like I I get it, I get it, and it's not for everybody. But um, the only thing is like I I love that Aquafina is doing her thing, right? She is. But at the same time, I see her being casted in these. Pro- well, I don't know. Is it too much? Is it her? Is that her forte? So then they change the character breakdown. When she's in the movies, like when I think of Ocean's Eight, when I think of mm-hmm. Farewell, um, actually Farewell. No, was pretty she good. was not playing that in the Farewell, though, was she? She wasn't. I I was wonder if like they changed the character because it's Aquafina, or that's just her adding her own adaptation of who that of that character. I just don't want her to be like the one note and be the jester all the time because then it's then it's creating another stereotype that like she's just gonna be the Asian American woman who is the quirky funny one and that's mm-hmm. it she spread herself out with farewell but i i know that she probably has more range and she's just like just showing us a little no bit. i i mean i get i mean I, girl get your money with marvel true i get <laughs> i get scared about that too about her being typecast into this like quirky quippy friend but at the same time i think i've now that i'm thinking about it you you look at some actors that have been part of disney or like part of or just in general like basically jeff goldblum's just playing jeff goldblum now right <laughs> Right, you're comparing Aquafina to Jeff Goldblum, and then, but uh, I see what you're saying. And then Owen Wilson's is is playing Owen Wilson, basically. Like basically, they they're, right? they're branding themselves. I get right? it. Yes, I get it. Like when I you see, it. yeah, when you see these two actors, like, oh, it's Jeff Goldblum. Okay, he's gonna do his thing. Oh, Owen Wilson, he's gonna do his thing. And so, when why we don't really do that with the white men who do their same roles? Why would we do that with Aquafina? I know this is the hard part because it's like. It's hard when you don't see a diverse range of people that look like you. Right. And I know that it's hard not to take it to heart when you expect a lot more. You put pressure on that. So, yeah, yeah you know what? She gets a pass then. But also, you know, we it, it's okay to be critical. But I was like, you get what you get. But I don't mind her, actually. I just wish that, like, she would take more of a lead in other roles, maybe. I do love that in these roles and all her roles, mm-hmm. and especially in this film, she doesn't have to be, like... She's not the love interest. And they even joke I, about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome because, you know, there it happens in real life. There's homies between a male and a female. That's and it's true. all good. And it doesn't have to be like you're trying to get with each other on that level. That's it's like true. more like a family thing or you're like my bro, my sister. You're my ride or die. You're my loyal friend. Like mm. she was just a loyal friend who happened to learn archery in five point seconds and now can shoot really well. But I digress I know, right. with her character. The Maybe there could have mm-hmm. been a little bit more development. But um, I thought her character overall was like, she was the sidekick. She knew what she was. Mm -hmm. And it did break up. It it showed a little bit of the dynamic of her and Mm Shang-Chi. Their friendship. In their friendship. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have to be... Romantic. Romantic like it was in Iron Man and Captain America and stuff like that. But I also don't want it to be where... It's another film where there's an Asian American... Uh, co- uh, like characters, and they're and they and they're not, not sexual. sexual. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my fear. Again, me being overly critical. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's there's folks out there that when they watch that movie, they're gonna ship both of those two together, Katie and Shang Chi, right? Yeah. There there's gonna be that, and then there's gonna be folks like you and me, who are like they can be just friends. It's totally fine. So let's fast forward though, like. Despite the pandemic and knowing of what's happening, like with Stop Asian Hate, mm-hmm. I think this movie is actually doing very, very well in the movies. I think it's attributed not just only to the two main characters, but also to the the person who plays the Mandarin. And this is your first experience with Tony Leung, right? 
Uh, I think in and it's in and its entirety of a film because right. I know that he's well known mm-hmm. for a well known movie that's loved by a lot of people, which is Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I know, I know, I haven't seen the its entirety. I know, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I already know, folks. That's all right. They're like, how? What do you mean you haven't watched it? It's okay. But I know he's known for that film, and I can see where generationally. Knowing that he is in this film, that people would come come see him, right? Come see it because he's a really well known actor in Hong Kong. And we correct? talked about already the the quote unquote Mandarin. His his name is actually Wenwu, and they even make a comment about how weird the name Mandarin is and how it was it was taken like back in the early Marvel movies. And so I, I appreciated the commentary. He was like, "That's not even a really good name." And you can really see, as we talked before, about the layers of that character. What Tony Tony Leung really brings to that character. He did a really good job in being layered mm-hmm. in a Marvel movie, because let's you be don't, real. You don't see that. He in, ain't in... no Ultron, where you're like, "What's the stake? What is this character?" But like, he had a lot of depth to it. Like, mm-hmm. he was a father. He had like all these things about like power and right. like and like being in love and like grief. Yes, there were a lot of emotions, and you know what? They made a great choice in choosing him in particular mm-hmm. to take on the role because it wasn't just an action thing. Him like doing like. Like fight scenes and Which stuff he like that. Did really good on the action scenes. Yeah. Yes. Who were your M- who was your MVP? My Just MVP film. was a person that wasn't even in the film less than five minutes. I say my MVP was Wong. That's cameo, dude. Is a cameo. I know he's a cameo, but in his in his like two minutes he was on screen, he was like the most powerful person in that fight scene in Macau. Because he was fighting Abomination, which was a, a, a Hulk villain, which you don't. Yeah, I know you don't know. See, this I know is you don't where know. it's MVP for you because I have no relation, no context for anything. No. I don't even think. No, I didn't watch Doctor Strange. No, so you I didn't. Have no you, clue. Did, you didn't watch Doctor Strange. So he 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 beat the Abomination in that fight, and basically, I guess they were training buddies or something. But then at the end, he brings in Shang Chi and Katie, and basically, it looks like Wong is the one in charge of bring in the new set of Avengers because you see Captain Marvel and you see Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo examining the rings. And so that's supposed to, you know, that's one of the post-credit scenes. And so that's probably going to lead to something in the future. We don't know. Oh, don't I know see. What. Yeah. Well, I, I got that part, but why yeah. him in particular? Because he he's the one that's drive the film. What are you talking I about? Know I didn't okay, drive you just wanted to have an MVP. I just wanted to have a like weird MVP. <laughs> I just want to have a weird MVP. I probably had to say Tony Leung, Tony Leung but... I want to say Wong. My favorite was actually um, Shang-Chi's sister, uh-huh. uh, who was dope. Shaoling? Yeah, she was dope. Like I just loved how she was just badass. She taught herself to fight in the film, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And she had her like cool like arrow thingy. I don't know what it's called with the rope. Yes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm a bee on top of this dragon giving me giving me Game of Thrones feels. And then she was just like, I'ma switch it on them. I'ma take my dad's empire because he passed already. What up? And I love at the end where she was just sitting on Another like, the Another layer character, thing, right? Yeah. And then she was just like the shot goes out, zooms out, and you see all these badass women warriors giving me like Amazonian feels. They were all fighting and like practicing, and then the shot of them fighting zooms out, and I was like, wow, this reminds me of Enter the Dragon again. Right. Mm. That was cool. I love her character where she was just like, I am independent, I just run with it, but I support my brother. I for-. And she also forgave him for abandoning her when she was younger. Kind of, right? Kind of. 
kind of. See, this is. This I is, think it's just like this is where I think she's really complex because I think she did resent her brother for leaving her with her father, and then mm-hmm. she eventually had to run away. But then she started her own like criminal underground organization, only to forgive her brother and like help her um, Shang Chi and Katie out in fighting their father. But at the end, she was like, "Nah, you know what? I'm gonna take over the Ten Rings, and I'm gonna do me." Yeah, I can't tell now that I think about it. Do you think that she's gonna have some some snippet of evil? Or she could be good. Who knows? I don't know. I just think that that's dope, dude. Like, mm-hmm. she was badass. And to see that rather than like, oh, my brother's here to save me type of feel. Oh, no, she kicked her brother's ass. Like, yeah. And yeah. I love that scene where, like, you know, they fight just like brother and sister in a more intensified way. Normally, siblings just, like, you know, argue with words. Um, but they were, like, fighting yeah. and, like, hitting each other. But not to the point that they're going to, like, end you. No. And I loved the action scenes. Um, if you had to pick any of the action scenes mm-hmm. which one was your most favorite has a lot of action scenes i think for me it's a tie between the bus scene where took mine. is that yours okay i'll then i'll, then I'll, I'll let I you mean, it could be the same i'll let you go to the bus scene but i really enjoyed when um tony tony Lee young first met chang chi's mom and they had that fight oh that's cool because it was like a mystical fight and which that's like another thing like the, the fights were different like you could have your like you can have like your police story action fight that's like more grounded in reality. Then you have your like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like mystical fight where like they're floating in the air and all that type of stuff. But it was like their love fight. It's a love. It was. It? it was a love was, fight. Were you yeah. imagining it being me and you? Yeah. Is that was, what you were thinking? <laughs> yes. Was this like your dream fight? Yes. <laughs> and in the end, you kicked my ass because that's what happened. She kicked his ass. Oh, okay. If you put it that way, yeah, sure. That's my favorite scene too, folks. <laughs> I love the bus scene because it's like, gave me speed vibes. Like, yes, that's right. Speed. It did feel like speed. I was like, when Katie Aquafina took the bus, like took reins of the bus, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Sandra Bullock, but she's Asian. I like that scene because I was just like, oh, it was a lot more of a modern take. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely, and I love speed. So I was just like, yeah, dude, I totally, I totally get it. I like that fight. So that was cool to me. But now that you said about that mystical fight and it was kind of reminiscent of what you envisioned of me and you, maybe I might change my mind. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I think I like the bus scene. Yeah. So, um, oh, and then lastly, shout out to Michelle Yao. Yes, also, bless her, dude. Like her, her fight with her and um, and Shang Chi Simulu when she was training him to like to basically fight like how his mother did. I thought that was yeah. another standout fight. Scene. And the fact that she is definitely from she's from Couching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Bless her soul, man. Like she's old, fifty nine, and she was doing she her looks thing. Good. Looks freaking good, dude. I'm not surprised that she was in it. Also, like it's kind of like how could you not have her in in the film? Mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty good job. Like they didn't like over backstory things. No. It was mm-hmm. just like to the point. Yes, I thought it was a good pace because again, under two hours. So correct. And shout out to all the mystical magical creatures we saw in that land. Yeah, what's up? There were oh, maybe no. I take it back. Now I'm rem- now I remember. Maybe my MVP is is Morris. Hello, yes. totally forgot, dude. That the that creature that had without this creature with the, the wings and stuff. I think yeah. it actually there's a mysticalness to it in in Asian culture. I I, I didn't do my research. No, we're Filipinos, so we yeah, don't I did know not this. do my research. Yeah. But cuddly and just like cute without even having a face that it could still be lovable and people maybe because it was round. Right. But yes, they I had love the li- and they had the, they had the lions like they had the yes they had the lions and they had the dragons. Oh, they did have the dragons. <laughs> I love the dragons. And I was like half expecting them to sound like Aquafina and Ride the Last Dragon. 
I know. I was like, what's happening? Is this like, is this the formula now? Dragon, <laughs> Aquafina equals success? Like what? And Disney? <laughs> Disney owns everything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yes, but like that was cute. I forgot about Morris. Oh, big up to Morris. Maybe he's my MVP. I don't know. He was definitely my comedic MVP. Ben Kingsley? No. No. All right. Um, what do we think about the representation? Real quick. What do you think of the representation? So the representation, I thought it was a pretty decent. It was decent. I don't have any qualms about it. I think the only thing that I, my reservations is that I hope that this doesn't become like a trope, like a new trope. Like Like now Asian American films are going to be like this all the time. No, Or or the fact that like it always has to be about like the culture backstory of being like, you know, in this village or in like with bamboo, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, as someone who's Asian American, I know that we're more than that. Like, you know what I mean? I, but, but I do appreciate that it is honoring the culture, Mm -hmm. right? Like having these parts about it, but it's also kind of like, I don't want it to be just that all the time. Right. So that's just like my reservation about that. And Shang-Chi is like, yes, they did a lot to go against the grain of the, racist stuff that was probably in I never read the comic but what I've heard like the Mandarin and and etc yes like I'm glad that they they highlighted it in some way right and they were like let's counter it but again like in terms of like what they're wearing and like all of that like I hope that it becomes a little bit it's there's a lot more layers to it which they did because like when they were in the fight ring thing you know like I always remember like how Aquafina was dressed and how he was too coming from the Bay Area you know like okay there's some style you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but then like I hope it doesn't go back to some other thing where all it just seems like we are in Moana or like Raya and the Last Dragon you know like it's all of those like I, I like I'm proud about it but I'm also like have my reservations that in the future that's all it's going to be and i hope that there's a lot more um nuances to films that represent the apia community what were your thoughts i agree with that too i think it was really good representation of um asian and asian americans per se i would also be careful on the slippery slope of let's let's be real though it's a little bit more it's specifically east asian yeah, that's the thing. It's a specifically East Asian and the slippery slope of like, oh, all Asian cinema is going to be martial arts, action or mystical like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which hopefully in the Marvel setting, even though it's like totally, you know, it's it's in a controlled environment. So hopefully that they, they, they'll figure out ways where they can make it more nuanced in terms of Asian Americans. Fingers crossed on that. I'm impressed that kids will grow up and they'll see an actual Asian American superhero. And then yeah, that, that's the cool part. Right? And because then, let's, let's turn back time. Who did we have back in the day? Well, we had Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, no, really. And then and we had Bruce Lee and then they made Shang-Chi from Bruce Lee who yes. eventually became the racist stereotype in the comics. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's nice. Obviously, this isn't going to be the end-all be-all. Like, this isn't going to... I don't. This film's not going to change the world in... Um, stop Asian hate and all that stuff. Like there's still a bunch of underlying systems that's going to still lead to those type of issues. Mm -hmm. But at least I think this film will inspire a generation of youngsters to look deeper into what that means and hopefully fight those issues more than we have. But like, let's also be real that this is a Marvel movie. It this is, a Marvel is action movie. entertaining. You have that on one one spectrum. It's a it's a yeah. It's and then an you have the movie. spectrum of like 
Crazy Rich Asians. And either, both of those films, I can't solely 100% relate to. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. But I'm, I, I'm still going to support it, right? Because I was like, I see the bigger picture of how it's important. It is. Definitely. And you don't have to be Asian or Asian Americans to support these films. Just to, if you're one person that like really wants to just have various diverse, inclusive stories out there, this, these are stepping this is a good stones start. here, right? This is a good start. Right? Like, mm-hmm. this is not a Steven Spielberg movie. This is not like where 90% of the cast is just white. Coming up, I know that Eternals is coming up. Chloe Zhao, right? Yeah. And... Just to support a woman of color director. I don't know anything about the Eternals, but I'm totally going to support That's it. That's okay. Well, you didn't know anything um, about this film, so... And I hope that this paves way monetarily. Executives in the in, in movie production do point out to be intentional in choosing mm-hmm. BIPOC filmmakers because we're and directors, they're all out there. They the are? crew. They're all out there. And I the crew. I... Don't want to hear, oh, we can't find anyone. There are databases. There are so many things out there now that you can't say that you can't find one. I it's be- about wanting to. I better, we better not see that no more. Like, oh, there, oh we, we couldn't find any people of color for these roles behind the scenes. And, like, that's another thing. I was like, I think that's another pull of, like, why yeah. I love doing what we do with this podcast is because can we really name any, like, APIA uh, critic, review critic, too, or... You know, I mean, there's probably other podcasts that talk about films, yeah. but in just in that sense, and I think there's a lot of work to do, but like at least we're alive. To, we're in this, this it's era. It's an amazing time to see this Yeah, movie. we're in this era where we are experiencing it because I remember in the 80s where I would just be like, I just wish if someone could do it. And I feel like all of a sudden it's being ramped up and this is amazing. I know. I remember, it's yeah. a beautiful time in that way. And I, I'm gonna, but at the same time, what's happening in real life, right? Not How is that, mm, like, mm. let's talk about that. Like, where are we, how can we not have that, those prejudices and those action, acts of violence of stuff and, and, and oppression and how those systems are taking in place and pitting people of color against each other with all that stuff. Right. But, like, how do we put that into film also? I don't know. Th- that's a bigger question. It's a My bigger bad. question. We got deep. It, we, got deep we, we got deep on that. And, like, I... I I want to preface this to say that this movie is solely for entertainment. It's not meant to really change the world in that way. But at the same time, it's good to see representation on screen. Yes, and and another reason why representation is so important, right? Mm. Because the more that you understand or get to understand where other people's experiences are coming from, Mm. the less that you're not going to be, like, you know, afraid of, like, seeing different things. I don't know. Am I making sense? Who knows? We're in the closet right now recording. I don't know. (laughs) I'm best, shutting down. Best movie I've seen in the theater in a long time. You're like, best movie I've seen in the theater in a long time. I'm going to compare it to the only movie that I've seen in a long time. You have nothing to compare it to. You don't have anything to compare it to. Anyway. Thank you for listening all the way. So that's going to do it for episode 15. Mm-hmm. Check us out next time. Mm-hmm. I'm Kogu Creates. <laughs> I'm Art of the Cartoon. This is CNC Buhai, and we'll check you out next time. Stay safe, everybody. Look out for each other. Peace. Aww. Oh, that felt good. We haven't done that in a while. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you were like, my favorite scene was the was the mystical one. That was a good fight and, scene. And as you were talking about it, I was picturing me. <laughs> you you do, 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 do doing, like, doing, doing, doing like the little the circle thing? things? The little circle things? <laughs> <laughs> And then, and, the and then the slow-mo of holding your hand and you're staring while, while into we're, my we're, eyes. While we're looking at each other while we're fighting. Slow-mo, like <laughs> 0.5 millisecond. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nice. <laughs>
I'm delirious. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.